Episode 101, You Are Strong Enough. Welcome to Beyond Your Comfort Zone. I'm your host, Cami Banks. I'm a mother of four and a certified life, weight, and triathlon coach. I'm a lover of people, watermelons, and triathlons. I'm here to assist you in losing weight and gaining lasting health. I love helping others improve their food and exercise and get the results they want. And along the way, they become mentally and physically tough. It's a wild and fun ride, and I can't wait for you to be a part of it. Let's go. Hello, friends. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here today. And if this is your first time listening, this is a super exciting way to start here. And if you've listened in the past, thank you. And also, I said on the last podcast, if you listen to all 100, make sure and shout it out on my stories or DM me on Instagram, and I will get you a prize and you definitely will want it. It's a fun treat. So let me know. And you can always just go and binge them, right? Just like Netflix. (laughs) Just go and have me in your ear all day. That might be a bit much, but you know what I'm saying. So anyways, I want to talk about this week some important stuff. So let me just fill you in on what's happening inside Team Elevate, and then we'll jump into the topic. But inside Team Elevate, still just doing our stuff, right? We're this, this week when this podcast comes out, we will be on the fourth law of behavior change. Super exciting. That's how you make things satisfying, right? He doesn't want things satisfying. That's how you understand that how the habit loop is closed is we have to have all the four laws, but it has to be satisfying. There has to be some reward that comes with it. And that's how you lock in a habit, whether it be good or whether it be a bad habit, but all four of the laws have to come together. And it's just interesting to know that if we're not conscious of it, most of the time the habits that happen are something that are certain, things that are in front of us, things that are easier to obtain. So if we want to you know, work from our future self and get habits that are going to help our future self, we have to realize that we are going to have to be conscious of it for the beginning part until we can really solidify into a habit. So super interesting. I hope that if you are not in Team Elevate, I hope you've been doing this challenge along the way and that you've been doing the four, the four laws, you've been working on the tools and that you've seen some change in your life. Like I talked about last week on the podcast, after you do something 100 times, you begin to see change. And that is a miraculous thing because with change becomes, there comes growth, right? If we change, there's growth along with that. And that's a beautiful thing that is having us become more of who we want to become. So that's fun. And I also want to talk about just This podcast is going to go out to my clients, my friends, my family, myself, everyone that's ever said to me they want to do something in life. And then I ask them why they want to do it. And they always tell me because they want to feel better. (laughs) Like, why do you want to lose weight? I want to feel better. Why do you want to do a triathlon? I want to feel better. Why do you want to feel better about your body? I want to feel better, right? Why do you want to feel better in your relationship with your kids or your husband? I want to feel better. And I think that that it's kind of a universal thing that we all want to feel better. I mean, we, we can feel good now, but since we know there's a possibility and potential to feel better, that is usually the thing that, that pushes us out of our comfort zone. It's something that helps us evolve and grow, but there's something, there's something out in the future that we're hoping to obtain and people say it in different words, but what they're really coming down to is they want to feel better. And the reason why I, I'm talking about this for myself too, is that I want to feel better. But a lot of the things that I attach to feeling better is when I feel strong. So I would probably 
interchange the word feeling better to feeling strong or feeling stronger. And I have noticed that so many times in my life, when I begin to spiral in a downward spiral, where it's, it's not the ideal that I want in my life, is that I feel like I'm not strong enough. And, and in turn, when I don't feel strong enough, then I, I don't feel good, right? So if I feel like I get stronger, whether it be with my food, my exercise, my relationship with those around me, if I feel like I get stronger, then I feel better. So that's my thing. And so I'm addressing this to everyone that's ever told me they want to achieve more in their life to feel better and to myself because I head into surgery when this podcast comes out, I could, if you're listening to it the day it comes out, I could literally be in surgery when you're listening to it. (laughs) So that is an interesting thought, but I want to almost like a shout out to my future self to tell myself like I can do this. But almost is another reminder is that my past self has figured this out in the past, how I can move through when I don't feel strong enough. And to anyone out there, when we think that we want to feel better or that we don't feel good right now, I I want to help you work through this. And I want to help you see that we think that the action that we do is the thing that's going to change it for us. But I want to caution you and I want to hopefully help you see through this podcast that Consciously or unconsciously, it's stemming from what we think because it creates a feeling, either a feeling to help us go forward or a feeling to help us stay stuck, which will help us take the action or not take the action. So I just hope that we can see this and I hope for myself that I can realize, and is what I'm saying this even more so to myself is that I'm always just like, oh, I want, if I'm stronger, then I'm going to feel better. And even though I coach about how important it is with our mind, I equivocate, I like I think it's equal to the fact that if I can work out, right, or if I can lift weights, or if I can move my body the way I want to, that that's going to make me feel stronger. And even though on a logical sense, when I talk to people, I know that's not true. But when I just let my mind go wild, it I get stuck there because I'm like, oh, I actually do have a ruptured knee, right? So that is not strong. And so in my head, I think, well, I'm just not strong enough. But I want to work through this. And I want to realize that I can get to a place where I am strong enough, right? I am strong enough to do these things, which then will create this this movement forward, this inspiration, this hope that I can move forward, that I can take whatever actions need to follow to reinforce the thought that I am strong enough to get through this, right? And so many times is, is what where I've trapped myself in the past is I just, I, I've thought this, which I, I've never really dove into this with the podcast, but when I was pregnant, I for sure went into a pretty spiral down, a pretty deep depression because I didn't feel strong. I watched my body change and that was really hard for me. I had a lot of complications medically with pregnancy, but I let that like my physical, the physical things that happened to me physically and how I felt like, you know, throwing up and I had these veins and I just, um, you know, I, I couldn't move the way I wanted to. And so I let my thinking think that I wasn't strong enough, which perpetuated into a depression, which I, I did move my body every day for 60 minutes. Cause I, I knew I had to do that. But other than that, like I really spiraled into a negative because I just, I saw everything change in my body and I couldn't, 
I couldn't rectify that and I couldn't understand how to move forward with that. So that experience, I know the thing that spiraled me into the deepest part of my grief with when my mom passed away was thinking that I wasn't strong enough to make it now that she wasn't living on this earth. That when like my husband decided with his journey and our journey was going to look different as far as where we're going to go with our faith, with our family. I just didn't know if I was strong enough to handle the adversity that was being thrown at me. And that is what really, for me, that's the thing that's my, um, could be my tripwire, right? (laughs) So I think for you, when you're listening to this is what is it? What is it that trip, that is your tripwire when you want to start to feel better? What is it that is something that will hold you back if you're not conscious with your thinking, right? If you don't, if you're not able to redirect and realize that if we want to create a thought that's going to help bring action, that's a redirect versus just letting our mind run wild and let it go to the worst case scenario, let it go to worry, let it go to fear, and don't have any kind of um, ideas or tools on how to use those feelings to actually help us instead of to become detrimental to us. So I'm going to talk about a few of those things right now. But I, I just want us all to think about that because, you know, I have clients that tell me that I lose my motivation, that I don't know why I just keep gaining weight, right? And, and they say these things to me as if it's so far out of their control, as if like they can't handle the disappointment or the failure of beginning to start into a new food protocol or that they're not even going to try anymore because it's too painful, as if as if they don't even have control over choosing or if they're going to let failure take them out of the game, right? So I think it's really interesting. And although I, I have in the past had to work on my food, now I'm in a different place where I'm having to work on my own thoughts on that, you know, being able to move my body, being able to be this athlete that I want to, that it's, and I've said it in a few podcasts before, it's kind of like, I hope I wasn't like a fish in water, but I, I probably took it a little bit for granted. And now I can't do that. And if I don't realize what's happening and I don't um, navigate through this path, then I am not only going to physically, I have a disruption, disruption, a, a disrupted ACL, right? And I'm going to get surgery, I'm going to rehab, and I'm going to take that every step of the way and get stronger. But I do have a choice on what I put into my brain, that my brain is still, luckily, it's still functioning and I have the ability to mentally make that stronger every step of the way. Or if I'm not careful, it's mentally going to get weaker during this journey, during this new process for me. And I want you all to think about that in whatever journey or process that you're starting into is that where are you working on strengthening your mental brain, which then is the catalyst to start to strengthen your physical in the actions that you take? Or where are you letting your brain mentally just run a loop, run, run away from you? And that weakens the next part, like the actions that we take. And I think we're all guilty of that. And I love that I have had this opportunity the last couple of years to be a life coach. And I I'm grateful for the experiences I have. And when I have life experiences that are going to teach me at a different level than just scholastically learning, I don't know if I can yet say that I'm grateful for this experience, but I truly want to believe that this lab 
being in the lab, right? Like actually <laughs> working on real stuff is going to help me in the long run. It's not, it's not learning it anymore. It's really like studying the cadaver, right? And seeing the cadaver parts. But now I'm really in my real life and I'm applying these tools. And I think that so many times we, first of all, which I want to get into is how we can actually take all the different feelings that we're feeling and understand that it's all part of it. Like, I'm not saying to you that you should go through something and just say, I want to feel better. And so today I'm just going to feel great and think that that's going to be what's going to happen and then get mad when you don't feel great, get frustrated when it's hard. I am not saying that at all. And I I love this quote that um, Brooke Castillo, she's the master life coach that I certified under. And um, she said, your confidence has to come from your ability to fail, from knowing that you're not going to give up and from knowing that you can fail and get better and get better every time. So I, I think so many times I, even though I know this, I've studied her work a lot and I've studied underneath her. I often think that my, I let my confidence skew with what I can do physically with the confidence that I have knowing that I have the ability to direct that, right? That if I fell, it doesn't mean that I have to stop, right? It doesn't mean that I have to give up. And I mean, I physically, like I've said before, I fell down and now I'm in a process of having to heal, which all of us are in a process of having to heal to some extent. Mine's probably just a little bit more vis- like visible right now because I'm going to get surgery. I'm going to be on crutches. But we all are trying to heal. And if we fail, quote unquote, if there's something that feels hard to us, and I love the definition um, that is for what failure is, but it's something that it, an unexpected action that doesn't happen. So when we fail, it's something that we we thought would happen that doesn't, right? That is the definition, one of the definitions of failure. And so if we if that happens and there's some action that doesn't happen, we can eat, we can decide from that moment it's not the fail, you know, the action that doesn't happen, it's how we interpret that action that doesn't happen and what we do to move forward with that. And I think that that bring so much more empowerment, so much more hope and encouragement to know that failing is not what gets us sad. It's, you know, when I fell down on the ski hill, my first thought was I'm not going to be able to race again. And oh no, everything's going to be ruined, right? That thought, (laughs) that first interpretation, my first, like that's my first instinctual reaction. That brought the tears. Right. And as I've processed it now, like, I mean, I can't race not for a while. And I, everyone told me as long as it's not ACL, then you're fine. And I do have ACL, but the more I realize, like, you know, I would say most people's eyes and even in my eyes, it's, it's a slight bit of a failure. I can't race the races I want. So it's, it's, um, I, the action that I hope to happen, expected to happen is not going to happen. So that's, that is how, how some people define failure. And then now as I've had to do, I've, I've sat through the failure, right? I've accepted that it's there. I, um, I think first of all, we have to acknowledge first of all that I felt that, and then I have to accept it and be able to make peace with it because then I can actually get to where I want to interpret it in a different way, interpret in a way that this happened, that this is a way for me to understand what I'm made of. This is a way for me to understand how, um, I'm strong enough to get through this. And I'm not saying that I got to those thoughts right in the very beginning, 
but saying that I, I didn't want to resist that failure so much to think like, I'm not going to be sad about this, right? That um, I didn't have some anxiety in the beginning, but to acknowledge that those feelings were there and to recognize them and to accept them and make peace with them actually has them not stay with me as long, right? I, it, it's become, I start to realize that they're going to be there, that this is an elevated experience for me. And I think oftentimes when we have life lessons and they, it elevates our ability to feel different emotions, if we let them and we can begin to feel them, and like I said, acknowledge them, accept them and make peace with them and realize it's part of this journey. But we don't have to resist them and push them away and act like I don't have to feel this or this. I shouldn't feel this because then we're actually working against ourselves. And instead of making ourselves mentally stronger, by default, we're making ourselves mentally weaker, right? So for whatever your tripwire is, whatever it is you want to work on to help you through this time... And like I've said for mine is you are strong enough to handle this. And I think that that when I can keep working on that thought and it does feel like I can grasp that, right? I do want to caution everyone that when we are working on a belief, we're working on something that's going to help us. It has to be something that is believable. And we can't just like switch it out for something that we don't believe because as soon as it gets hard, we go to more of an emotional state and we don't grasp onto beliefs that we that we have that have no validity to us. So to say and and hopefully to my future self, like you are strong enough to handle this, I want it to be from a place of knowing that if I continue to keep moving, if I continue to take one step in front of the other, and if I work on redirecting my brain to allow allow the fear to come in at times, allow that that's part of of being human, that I'm going to be scared of what my next move is, learning that I'm probably going to be anxious. There's with worry comes in. And even though I don't really think worry is helpful, I'm still human. I'm still going to have all that. Right. And to realize that like, I'm going to doubt myself along the way that can I really do this? But if I really keep coming back to that thought that you're strong enough to handle this, then I want to continue to create actions that build evidence to reinforce that. And the more I can believe that I'm strong enough to handle this, the more I'll take actions that really will go back to prove that belief to be true or that that belief gets stronger and stronger. And where I've, to my past self, when my past self has said like, you're not strong enough to go through this life without your mom, or you're not strong enough to like go through this pregnancy. And somehow I've come through it enough. So I have been able to show myself that, I can somehow get through it that if I keep taking one step in front of the other, that I let the healing process happen, that it is possible. I have learned from my past self that that is possible. So when I'm telling my future self, I'm like, remember that this is possible. Remember that anything's possible when we stick with it. And even when we have those times when we feel like we're down, right? When we feel like we failed or the self-doubt comes, all those things, to not be mad about it, to right, acknowledge that that is where what I'm feeling at the time because I am human and I have whatever my thought process was consciously or unconsciously, it got to me just feeling like acknowledge it, accept it, make peace with it. And then I will be able to move forward a lot faster and be able to redirect to those thoughts that feel more strengthening to me, right? That help me feel like I'm strong enough to handle this. And one of the things that I really hold on to is, it, and I'm really hopeful about is the feeling of hope, right? 
And in Brene Brown's new book, Atlas of the Heart, I love how she talks about hope. And she said, hope is a way of thinking, a cognitive process. Yes, emotions play a role, but hope is made up of of what researchers call the trilogy of goals, pathways, and agency. And she also says that oftentimes people think that hope is like a warm, fuzzy feeling, but she said it's it's often um, it's often just us having to stick it out, right? Is it's not that warm, fuzzy feeling, but it's the movement that we're like we're going to do this. It's we're going to set these goals, and she gives some examples. It's we have the ability to set realistic goals. I know where I want to go. And then she goes on to say, we are able to figure out how to achieve these goals, including the ability to stay flexible and develop alternative pathways. I know how to get there. I'm persistent. I can tolerate disappointment and try new pathways again and again. And we have agency. We believe in ourselves. I can do this. And those are the things that I'm going to leave forward with. And as I like go into this, I'm not necessarily scared, but I know that there'll be so much to learn from it and that I hope my future self can remember that I did sign up for this. We often say like, I didn't sign up for this, but I truly think we do sign up for things that are hard, whether it be like before we come to this earth or really like consciously or unconsciously, like I want to grow and become that we sign up for things that are a little bit out of our comfort zone so that we can become this better person. So I hope I can remember that Somewhere along the way, I might have signed up for the challenges that will change me and that coming through this will be the experience that I'll look back on and be like so grateful for because of all the things I learned. So whether you've chosen challenges or life has handed you challenges, I hope that you can find some belief in that you are strong enough to handle this, that you can get through this, that um, like Brene Brown says, I can do this. And that going through this is really what helps reinforce that we are strong enough and that we can get to a place where we feel better about what we, we want to do. And we can continue to feel better as long as we continue to redirect our thoughts that will help us move into the action that will get us to feeling better. So enjoy the wild ride that life hands us. I know mine will be a wild ride for the next bit, but I can't wait to see how I come through the whole thing. And I'll be back to talk to you next week. Bye-bye. How would you like to be a part of a team that elevates your life? That is what we do inside Team Elevate. And I would love for you to come be a part of it. Some of the things that we do inside the team is we create meal plans that work for your life. I also help you create exercise plans. And if you have signed up for a race, we design a plan that will get you across the finish line. The other thing we do in there is weekly group coaching. We have an option for one-on-one coaching. We do live retreats. We do ski trips. We get together and celebrate the bodies that we have and the things that we can do in our lives. And inside there, when we begin to work on our food and our exercise and we strengthen our body and our mind, we see how it elevates the relationship we have with us. And in turn, it elevates all the other relationships in our lives. 
So if you are interested in being a part of this team, we would love to have you. You can get onto my website at camibanks.com. That's Cami with a K. Or if you just want to jumpstart your weight loss right now, you can jump onto my Instagram at camibankscoaching and grab my free meal plan. So thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, I would love for you to follow it so you never miss an episode. And I would love for you to rate and review it so others can find this and it can enhance their lives. And most of all, thanks for sharing your time with me today. Bye-bye.